We'd like to uh, welcome everybody back for part two of this interview with Clay Henderson and Brett. Why don't you uh, Why don't you touch a little bit on what part two is going to bring our listeners? Well, you know, I really didn't realize how long I sat up there and talked to Clay, but he had some great stories, and then Jim Farmer also. And in, in this one, Jim tells some more stories and talks a little bit more. I think they get into the dogs a lot more, like Clinker and Roosevelt and Hobo and Major and. Dempsey and Nothead, some really good dogs, you know, and, and they tell some good stories about running bears and lions and, and what it was like back in when they started, you know. Awesome. Well, we hope you guys enjoy. If you didn't catch part one, make sure to go check it out. You're going to find all of our past episodes released and also uh, make sure to check out Brett at Born 100 Years Too Late on YouTube. And the video of part one will be on my YouTube channel also. So Oh, that's right. If you want to put a if you want to put a face to a voice, then go on over there and check it out. Awesome. Well, we hope you guys enjoy and we'll talk to you next time. I talked to a guy over in uh I think it's at San Francisco River Outfitters or something like that. Tom Clunker. I think so. And I talked to him and and I asked if he knew Sammy Foster. I guess Sammy spent some time over there and he said, yeah. He said he had some of the best bear dogs he said he'd ever been around. Then I asked him, I said, well, I'd like to talk to you sometime. And I give him my number. Boy, I've never heard another word from him. And I wanted him to call me just because I... There's a story about down in Mexico that I, I was wondering if Sammy, if he had ever heard anything about it. And story at camp, story about guys fighting and some Mexican beating a guy up and Dale throwing people out of camp and it's kind of a wild story. But I've never been able to get the whole the whole thing except from one guy. Dennis Carson's the one who told me the whole story about it, but no one else will admit to, admit to it. So I thought maybe those guys would know about it. Dale thought Sammy could do anything you know he really? he really likes Sammy yeah said the only thing that mattered with him was his drinking you know oh he get to drinking and Dale he was only married like once for just a little while yeah he? he said he said he looked at her feet one day and said hell he's worn off plumb to the ankles so he said he just got rid of her she was trying to follow him around <laughs> it said they were worn <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Quinn was married one time too mm-hmm. to that Mars's daughter. You know, the saddlemaker. <clears throat> he said that he run her off because she she broke an axe handle and she stepped on a hound pup and crippled it. He run her off. You know. Did you ever meet Mister Mars, the saddlemaker? Erwin Mars? Mm-mm, never did. And then his daughter was married to Quentin. Quentin. We had some Myers saddles around here, but I never never met him. That yeah, I knew I met him. He was he was kinda he fascinated me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. He uh he used to pack into the wilderness and stay for a month at a time. And I just he take he had stomach problems and he drank goat's milk. And he'd take those goat milk goat with him. Kind of fast. His story's kind of fascinating. Wes has got three dogs down there that I'd really like to put on a bear. It <laughs> going there. I don't even know the names of them, but boy, that one I go, I call him Goober, but Wes, Wes has got him named something else. But boy, I'd like to put him on a bear. Boy, he's fast. He can catch something, you know. He he really trails fat. And I'd like to run. He's a big old long legged dog, and I'd like to run him on a bear. And he's got a little, well, she ain't very little, but got a female that 
barks like a male, real deep, gruffy, good voice, and, and she needs to run a bear. <laughs> But she'll trail a line good too, but I sure would like to see them run a bear. <laughs> but I never did have many females. I'll tell you the truth, I never did have a top female. Never did. But I didn't have many females, you know, but I've never had a top female. Never. Did, did Those, you like male dogs better than females? Yeah, oh yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. But I liked it. I never had a good will. I never had a real good yeah, one, so, you know. Yeah. But I had two or three red tick females that I should have kept. We didn't seem how good they were. They, they were already trained when I took that bunch, you know, and I gave them away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a bad deal. <laughs> I'd love to have one of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy camped up here and worked for the... Well, I guess, I don't know what you call it now, but he was a trapper and stuff. But he'd come in up here to, to hunt elk, you know, and he had a mule there, a nice-looking mule. He's bragging on that mule all around there and everything. And finally he asked me, and I said, no, I don't know. I said, I've never had many mules, but I said, I've had enough that I don't want one. <laughs> oh, shoot, he got mad at me. He wouldn't even talk to me after that. Yeah, yeah I... I'm kind of like that guy said that. Why, why do you ride mules? And I said, Why torture a good horse? (laughs) (laughs) You know them. Seem like those bigger mules from back east and stuff. They seem like they're a little more. You know, they take care of a guy a little better than those crafty type mules are a lot calmer. Yeah, I think so. You got to push them a lot harder though, or. You think they're lazier, Jim? Well, I think, you know, if they get used to them and get conditioned to this country, <clears throat> you have to remember a lot of that stuff that comes from back east ain't sub- subjected to what we put them to out here. Exactly. Dogs, too. You know, I've always contended <clears throat> if you're going to get dogs, get dogs from around your locale. Don't bring them from eastern United States because I don't know that anything ever climates adjust to it. I think everything's a product of your own environment. People and dogs and mules. That's why I like these like Henderson dogs. They've been bred right here in the southwest. They're what I call southwest hounds. They're almost a I consider them almost a separate breed. Almost a breed. Of their own. And what about you, Clay? I get I don't know. I, that's about all the I've ever used. It yeah. was good, you yeah. know what I mean? The right. rest of them, I've had others, but I've never had them that done much, you know? But like you said, you had to go through a bunch to get it Oh, I did. I mean, you can't imagine how many I went through. To and get. you just pick them up anywhere you could and just you give know, them people would give them to me, yeah. that puppies, and I'd raise them as pups. And, but who they wouldn't do them, you know? I would trade. I had two: a big black dog and a big black and white spotted dog. Big, nice looking dogs. They'd run the heck out of a bear, but I never even had them trail a line. You know, I took them over there and traded them to Clell for a couple of little old dogs. I never did even the two I got from Clell. I never did see them trail anything. They just weren't cold. Just settle down and cold trail. No. You know what I found? A lot of them, especially those. Kennel raise registered dogs, and <clears throat> they don't have the perseverance <clears throat> to stay hooked. They'll run a track, and I've had a bunch of them. They'd run a track as long as it's a good track, but when it got tough trailing, they wouldn't buckle down on it. They just quit and come to you. <clears throat> That's what I found. They just don't have that tenacity about them to stay hooked. 
Herschel had two dogs, a black and tan dog and a white spotted bitch over there. And he kept them in a pen all the time, never used them at all. I finally, when I got big enough, I started borrowing them. Yeah. And I'd go hunting with them. And the black and tan male dog was not worth a damn for nothing. I guess he'd fight a bear a little. I don't know. I never did have him do anything. But the female was a good dog. And I'd go bury her and take her. And she'd stay in that pen for a year at a time. I'd take her hunting. She'd never touch a deer, never touch nothing. She'd, she was a nice dog, you know, and hunt good, you know. And I don't know where he come got them or anything. And and I, I, they raised, he raised a couple of pups, and I got one of the pups and uh, I didn't know anything about distemper then or nothing that pup got up year and a half two years old and I trapped a lot in the winter and that's what I was using him for boy he'd just trail them coyotes up one some of them I had three or four days gone he'd go and find them you know and trail them and then he died of distemper you know yeah. but I I don't know what she was looked like a walker but she was little I don't know what she was but she was a good old female and I don't know where she come from or what she done do you, do you use a trap dog now I don't have one no, I think they're pretty handy, but because I like drags, you know, and but I I think they're pretty handy. That old man Leonard Moore, I uh, I went and helped with him, and he of course his claim to fame was he was trap bobcats, mm-hmm. and he you know the he, blind sets. It's all he talked about was blind sets, but he trapped coyotes too. And because we'd be going down the road, and he'd say, "Oh, look at those travel! Those coyotes are traveling down the side of this road." And he would make a set there, and then put it on a light drag. And he said, "You want them to run off the road?" He said, "Where somebody will see them and stop them, right. yeah. steal your fur, whatever." He loved trapping. I guess he was a good bobcat trapper. Made a living trapping bobcats mm-hmm. down in that desert down there where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Of course, he says he trapped all over the country. I love to trap them, but I love to trap the coyotes. I don't, They're the hardest. Uh, yeah, I don't care about killing a bobcat, you know. But I, I don't mind doing it. You know, if I catch one in a trap, I if it's not a female, I take it, you know. But I don't, I don't. Uh, you know, I don't take the females if I can tell they're a female, you know. But you target coyotes, maybe. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. About the only bobcats I catch is what I catch in my coyote traps, you know, yeah. Did you have a pretty good winter last year, Clay? No, I was sick eight weeks. Oh, yeah. Jim. I was sick eight weeks. What's the matter? Don't know? No, I don't know. Probably had this coronavirus. That was <laughs> something they didn't know about. <laughs> what do you need, sweets? There's more cheese here. We're, we're fine. Thank, Thank you. But anyway, I didn't have, it was eight weeks, <clears throat> and I was sick eight weeks, and then when I'd set them, it had rain and snow, yeah. and I didn't have them in wax dirt and stuff, you know. I'd just set them, and I'd have to, they'd freeze down. I caught 35 or yeah. something, but that wasn't nothing, you know. Boy, there's an art to catching those coyotes, isn't there? They're hard. He caught 100 one year. 120. 120. Yeah. Not too long ago. Yeah. Three years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. The wolves bother you much or? No. You know, when I was reading something in in the newspaper, they've turned three, well, They've turned three pups loose in the San Mateo pack now. 
three of those cross fostered where they <clears throat> their parents are somewhere else and they take them and stick them in with a <clears throat> and this Bud Womack told me there was a crypt three-legged uh, wolf over there around Collins Park and they caught him and they hauled him to the San Mateo. Yeah, he's down here south now. Is he? And he's a mean sucker. He re- eats a lot of calves out and does. I say yeah. a three-legged one would be the worst one. <clears throat> oh, yeah. To be. But it's tall. Has anybody had any trouble with their hounds, with the wolves or that you heard of? Not a lot right around here that I've heard of. I know up north, boy, they have hell with those big old right. great wolves. There. Yeah. They get to the tree, and the wolves have come to the dog's tree in and ate their dogs. Yeah. Oh, is Wesley at home now? You think so? Clay? They're working on a barn, yeah. yeah. I think I'll run down there and aggravate them a little bit. <clears throat> and Wesley's your boy, and he still, he still hunts the hounds. And yeah. Yeah, I got a few there. Running lions mostly? or is He, he don't bear? run bear. He don't run bear at all? <clears throat> Uh, she's got some hounds I'd love to put on a bear, but he's they're all they really trailing dog. You still got the big male pup that I give you? Mm-hmm. He's down there. I decided not to make a coyote dog out of him. Well, anything else you want to add? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you just whatever you want me to do. <clears throat> you just, I bet you've just seen lots of things change, haven't you? Oh, I wished I'd have had a camera most of the time, you know. All the things, yeah. 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 We killed Roosevelt three times. And we was going along over there on the South Fork. And you know how that ice will make on a, below, you know, on a bluff, you know, and the water running off? Shoot, he went along that and he slipped. He fell down there, way down there. Killed old Roosevelt this time. In a little bit, he got up and he'd come with us. <laughs> I had a gun and we was trailing a big line over here on Kelly. And gosh, we was across the canyon from him. We seen him fall from a long ways and he just hit that thing and rolled <laughs> way down there. And I thought, well, I guess I better go get him, see if he's dead. I was, but I didn't find him when I got over there. We just going maybe an hour and a half. Heard the dogs. Hell, he's in the pack trailing, you know. I thought, gee, he? And then, then we treat a big bear, a big son of a gun over there on the other side of the mountain. Damn, shot him out and he fell on Roosevelt. Yeah. I thought, gee, but then we killed him this time yeah. for sure. Yeah. But three times and he never did get what, whatever happened to him. He died of old age. He died of old age. Yeah. That uh, another bear we caught over there in Kelly Canyon, big old rough deep canyon. There's about eight of us got there to that tree, and Hobo he always stood with his and leaned on me when he had treed when I got there. He'd lean up against me, rub my feet and watch. Well, they shot this bear with a bow, and uh, that was the first bear that I'd had in. dealing with with a bow or anything and the guy that shot him was standing there by me and the old red dog was right here red spotted dog that bear come out of that tree when he shot him with that bow and he just made a beeline for that guy you know well I just I had my gun in my hand I just made a beeline for the bear 
with because I didn't want him getting that gun. When I did, that old dog come by me, and he met that bear head on, you know, just right head on. Man, the fight was on, and I run in and killed the bear. Well, then the old dog just come around and looked up at me and fell over, you know, and it had cut him all the way from here. Oh, I'm But it hadn't cut the jugular vein, nothing. And so he just looked at me and he fell over well I grabbed him because he was bleeding bad I grabbed him laid him on a log there and uh, that guy had his bow and so I took the string cut it Daryl held, held that thing closed and I made a sharp thing out of a he had a metal thing that he said he weaved that yarn through that bear that bowstring and so I sharpened it right quick and fixed it and then I tied that tied some of that bowstring to it and I just laid him across that log and I I just sold it up plumb from there to there there was a place that wide you could see where he went all the way around to me and it was that wide that blood trail and I held it and I sewed that up. Kelly's really deep, and the pickups were way on top. And I thought, well, he can't walk out of here because he hadn't got up yet. And little while, he kind of moved around and, and moved. So I told Daryl him, I said, y'all take the hunters back and do everything. And I said, I'll take him down this canyon. And it was five miles to a road. And the old dog walked five miles down there, and I put a T-shirt around Daryl had a t- was a t-shirt and I cut it and made a bandage and put it around his neck there and he walked five miles down there uh-huh. and uh, they come and got me and then it just so happened she didn't like the hounds at all about that time she she said she didn't but she, you know she didn't like them because I was gone a lot anyway I, I had just killed the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life, I think, were one of the dumbest. I had three. One of them weighed 1,500 pounds, and another one weighed about 12, and then another one's a little bit smaller. Beeves in the krell to kill. Yeah. And I was here by myself, and I go to the krell, and I just say, bang, bang, bang. Three of them wow. by myself. And no, nothing to hang them or nothing. Oh. And I started to work on them. I got through about 10 that night. And but that of the dumbest but anyway I kept the heart and had the hearts and liver here and everything so I just tied the old dog into the barn and she'd feed him two or three times a day that heart and liver and he got well he had that scar but it wasn't bad you know then he got uh, a horse stepped on him and had to cut off one of his toes but it didn't seem to bother him at all that's all that which dog was that Roosevelt no Hobo Hobo. that is Hobo Roosevelt's dad oh okay yeah, we only bred Hobo to three dogs. I bred her to them two, Patches and Freckles, and uh, Homer Bryant bred her to uh, uh, Whiskey, the female he had that came. I, I don't know. I think she came out of them bloodhounds from uh, Arizona. Well, from the state pen. State pen yeah. down there. I think that's where she come from. How about what was the man you said you hunted with? Uh, Hugh. What's his name? You? Has the book. Uh, <laughs> Pete Hughes. Pete Hughes. Did you ever hunt with Pete Hughes? No, I never heard of him. He was a government guy. Oh, yeah. He was Hugh Only's buddy up there. Oh, yeah. 
Keebler. Keebler is that guy. John, John Keebler. Jonathan Keebler. Keebler, yeah. I liked it. Hunt them again, but I told Emily, I need two dogs. Put them on, train them on the four-wheeler so I can go up there, turn them up these canyons and just stay with them, you yeah. know, and let them hunt, you know. But I won't do that. It's too much trouble, I guess. Ah, nothing like hearing a dog's trail on a coal line. Yeah, one that they can just barely move. Yeah. God, that hobo, he just screamed, you know. It was a screaming voice. And it, sometimes you'd think you're going to have to kick him to ever make him yeah. quit. He would get his breath. Man, he just screamed. That's what that Uno dog does. He just it's, he gets that scent and he, his whole body just quivers and he goes, like that and it just quivers yeah. and think problem with him is he'll do it on a coyote too yeah. <laughs> hobo went too that's why that's why I couldn't I didn't take hobo much with graves and all of them because the hobo when he had a bunch of dogs there if as long as my pack is fine but if he's had something else and he'd see one of them smelling, he just couldn't stand the pressure. He'd just yeah. he'd do it every time. But he wouldn't he wouldn't walk o- he wouldn't walk over a line track either, you know. But boy, he was bad. Never started coyote hardly with me. But boy, he and I got around other dogs. You know? you know, one thing I've noticed on y'all's dogs, Clay. <clears throat> They don't have to step over a track to find a track. You know, the old, old clinker, he could, and, I, and them descendants I got out of him, they will win the track, even a bobcat track, 50, 75 yards and go to it. Yeah. And I've seen in the mountains, old clinker, and uh, that old famous dog was out of a black and tan old coming west. They'll they win the damn line track from here to that barn and go to it, you know. They didn't have to step across it. You know, you know that major dog that I had, I don't know how many times I've had him unload him, and he's not be there and look around. Where's Major? In a minute, I'll hear him out there. 300 or 400 yards, he started a lion or a bear, you know? And I, you know, he he didn't know that track yeah. was out there. He had to go find it. Go find it. Yes. And, you know, I, after they got all trained, I never messed with them much, you know, around the pickup or anything. Yeah. I just turn them out and let them do their thing, you know, because I usually have maybe one young one with them or yeah. something, but them old ones, shoot, they'd start, I'd start up one of these canyons and shoot I think well I better go over and check that canyon shoot I get over there and maybe there's a little snow Hobo's done been there yeah you know he's done been there oh, and checked Lord. it checked it all <clears throat> yeah and so you know they, them dogs will, they remember all them old scrape trees they too. do they, yep. they'll go to them and they, they'll go out of their way to go yeah. to them <laughs> we caught a big male line there on the Wahoo one day and this guy shot him and a <clears throat> friend of mine uh he just grabbed that male line, put him up around his neck. We come off that hill, got about halfway down there. The old line starts, <laughs> oh, geez, growing, growling a little bit, you know. Throwed him down. The old lines come too, you know, a little bit. Taking <laughs> that guy that shot him, shot him in the head, but it just glanced off. <laughs> knocked him out. Knocked him out. Boy, that old boy grabbed his pistol and went to shooting that line to shoot. Poor old line. Uh, how how far do you think these lines travel in this country? No, they travel quite a way. Them them male line do. Yeah, big old circles, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, my, my biggest deal is play when I'm trailing the line. I don't know. Some of them tracks I trail, I know I ain't going to catch them, you know. Yeah. I don't know when to quit them tracks and go. You know, I, people's told me old line hunters say stay with them as long as the dog will bark on them, but that may not get you anywhere anyway. And but it's all such a gamble and a guess when to quit a track, you know. Yeah, but it sure is hard for me to quit one when they're still bellowing well, on it. They're still opening <laughs> yeah. on it. Well, I always said it's better to be trailing a bad track than no track. Being right. Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. theory. Yeah, well, you know, I caught that line with my crew the other day. Or here about a month and a half ago, and I would have. I think I would. It was getting late in the afternoon. I think I would have said, called them off, and said, "Let's head back to the truck." But we just sat there, and I mean, and those dogs got on a little hill like that or across canyon. It was bluffy, you know, but not great big mountain, you know. Just and they they had some dogs boohooing back off over here, and then there was two dogs right there just barking. And I bet in thirty minutes or forty minutes time they didn't go fifty feet, just. And every now and then, whoa, whoa. And then they'd be milling around, milling around, milling around. And I mean, it wasn't long after that, bam, there was a lion right in front of them. And I was a little lion, but I they just trailing it like it was a month old track. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I think when you quit them, you're not that far from them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I bet so. I think there was, I think you're within a quarter of a mile a lot of times, <clears throat> and I know those little old females sometimes are just sneaking along in front of yeah, you, Clay. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. you, I've trailed them over on that Black Mountain men and Tom only caught one, and that thing crossed our tracks. We was off walking, leading it in Black Mountain, maybe forty acres on, kind of rolls around, and we was off just walking, leading. And them dogs treed three times and dead alligator junipers, not old famous dog of mine. I'd get there and I'd say, famous, he's not in there. He's just jumping up, looking back at y'all. And I'd get him away from there. And I, we crossed our own tracks three times. Yeah. And we were just walking around, leading our horse. So that line is just... Just milling around. And they'd go like from here to that wall over there and turn a 90 degrees like that. And that's them a, dogs would try to grab that track and run it. They overrun it when they... That's how that little female there, she would just... She'd throw you some of the things. She'd come around behind you. Pup trainers is oh, what yeah. I call Oh, her. yeah. I kept her there for years. And boy, she's just good. To, you could just go down there and get her. Oh, no, you could hit her, her track just about any time you wanted. Oh, yeah. But the Welty boys never caught her either. No, no, no. <laughs> No, I don't they was going to show you how, wasn't yeah, they? Yeah, they were. Did they, y'all did y'all trade dogs with the wealthies a lot and well, everything? And, yeah, and they, then they used quite a, some of my dogs that that I'd raised at a later litter, and then they bought dogs from the Lees a lot. Oh, they did. Yeah, they bought that old Rustler dog. They bought Bounce. They bought Bucky. Bought Smokey, and they was all good line dogs and bear dogs. And that old Rustler dog was the one they had down there on them Tigris, using them as a start dog. And that's kind of what their line of dogs have descended from. Well, they didn't raise them. I don't know of them ever raising any. Then they had two that come from graves. Three. They had Lulu, Boone, and Crockett that come from graves. Out of his dog. Well, David still hunts a lot, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
I've heard that he had really good dogs. He had some good dogs. Well, I, you know, I'm sure he does. I haven't been around. He got Bud's dogs, didn't he? When Bud yeah, Bud, Bud let him have them. Yeah. And then him and Wes has been trading dogs for years, you yeah. know. And, uh, but you I know, I hunted with the Welties one time in Herschel. And they, Herschel had an old blue tick female called Sadie. Uh, no, he didn't. We yeah. caught a bear up Water Canyon up there, and me and Daryl shot the bear. And I had an old blue tick dog that a coon hunter gave me. It was the only two dogs left on that damn bear. That's the meanest little sow bear. She'd get after them dogs and run them back to the bottom of the canyon. And me and to go back up the hill. Them old two blue ticks, ooh, ooh, you know. And she'd get up there and then turn and run them dogs back, you know. I I called it, I don't know about that bear, but I put their dogs, I didn't have none of mine. Daryl and I put their dogs on a little old bear. I call them Mexican bear. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what everybody called. That track was about that big. Yeah. And she had a cub with her about, hey, it's a little thing. They come by our krell up there. Well, we hauled up to the krell. We put them dogs on that little old bear, and they just sold out on them. And about 35, 40 minutes, they just come back just as fast as they was going that way. Boy, that little bear, she did whip them dogs, boy. She had that little old bitty cub. Yeah. Man, she whipped them dogs. You could break a stick or something. Oh, my gosh, them dogs would just <laughs> do like that. That that little bear just whipped the heck out of them. I had, I had, we had, we treated two, uh, well, we had two cubs. We started the bear a long ways from where we treat those two cubs. But I had, when we got there, I didn't have any dogs that wanted to treat hardly. They were way back off. And I think what happened is that female ran those cubs up that tree and they she got after those dogs and then when we got there she she boogied out of don't there. I imagine boy. but them dogs didn't want anything to do with her boy I I, uh, I was over there on all by by Black Mountain to the north at Cooney Prairie there and I the dogs had run a bear and we I don't know we got split up or something I had Roosevelt and one other dog with me and we was up on this kind of deep canyon there and man there's a bear down there it's the biggest female I've ever seen and she put a little old bitty cub up a tree like that well heck Roosevelt seen it about then so he just bailed off and I was trying to get him back and then I just he was barking and going on down running her man in a little bit everything got quiet and I'm right on the trail going down the minute I met Roosevelt coming back <laughs> she changed her she changed his mind boy. but she's the biggest female I've ever seen she was big I bet she weighed five or six hundred really yeah she was huge <clears throat> and had that little old bit of cum and, but boy she was big how, how big do you think the biggest bear is she caught in this country I don't know, five or six hundred pounds. Big ones, There are pictures of them in there. Yeah, I've seen some of those pictures. Big, I don't know. Annalise bears were pretty good size. One she killed. That wasn't quite a fight. We went up the canyon, and I, I knew where they was. I thought I knew where they was two bears. Well, when we got up there, I just unloaded the dog hole, hobo, and Major just went like that, and they just sold out. So, man, I had. I had little Sam Blue and Roosevelt and old Sam. 
I had a pretty good little pack of dogs. Man, they charged that bear, run him up on Blaylock Mountain there. Man, they, they put him, I don't know how many trees they put him up. They put him up three or four trees when her and I was trying to get there. But they'd had him up some before we got there. Boy, that bear would reach up and grab them limbs and just tear them and throw them at them dogs down there like that, you know. And, oh, he was mean. Then he'd come out. Man, the fight would be on, you know, and just piled a bear and dog. You know it. Oh, wow. Gee, man, he only hurt one dog, all a whole bunch, you know. And so I, I grabbed him up and we went to the vet with him, left their bear there. And so it made two or three spots on it where it laid on the ground, you know, yeah. that ruined it, you know, in two or three places. I mean, we had it fixed anyway, yeah. you know. But, yeah. And then that one of them bear in there, a big bear, the Welchies and I had used up a lot of dogs trying to catch him. I had the trap set for him. One year he killed 21 calves for us. Wow. Next year he killed a few more. And then he killed the same time he was eating on Herschel's side on tight fence too, but we couldn't catch him. He'd whoop all of our dogs and they just couldn't catch him. And so I raised Hobo and and these three young dogs, but I hadn't run him on that bear or nothing. And uh, I had my old Jerry dog that I used him for a start dog because Hobo was, he was not real old and them pups were just big enough to go good, you know, and things. And, and so I... Uncle Drew, I was hunting in the Black Range, and Uncle Drew, my uncle that started this, he said, Clay, I need you to come over and hunt up here because I, I found three big bag cows the last week that's, that bears killed their calves again. He said, I need you to come up here. And I said, all right. So boy, I loaded up and I come back. And he told me where it was. And so that morning, same thing happened again. As soon as I unloaded, Major and Hobo started winding, and they went up there. Well, my old dog that I was using for a start dog, he acted like there's nothing in the world. There was nothing there. And I thought, gee, and I was doing all I could to keep those four young dogs from going. And finally, I said, told that boy with me, I said, let them go. I said, and they went up over the hill. So we went to riding hard. And I rode about a mile, I guess, and I started out a big trail. I heard the dog bark above me, way up the canyon. So I went to riding there. I just come off and they had an old road up there. I just rode as hard as I could ride up that road. And I got up there and I pulled up to listen to see if I could hear a dog. Shoot, they were right there above me, coming off that hill at an angle like that. And they it was so pretty. Had that rough dog, he was in the front of that bear, had one above, one below, and one in behind. And they were coming right off in that big old bear. Man, he come off of there. The minute that bear hit the ground, that level ground, boy, they was one of them dogs had him by the ass all the time, you know. They was eating on him. And he run into a big old oak thicket there. Oaks were about that tall. He run in there. Well, they wouldn't go in there. They knew better than to go in. They stayed around. Well, he went in there a little bit. Well, by then, I was off and with my gun. Well, he raised up on his hind feet, looking around, I guess, looking for the old dog. When he did, I shot him. Boy, he roared. You know how they yeah. roar, just roar loud, you know. Man, he fell out. Well, by then, some of them dogs had started in. And, man, they come out of there like quail, you know, man. They would pray. And then he reared up, rode up again. 
again and reared up again. I shot him again. Then he rolled out. Well, then they they went to chewing on him. They come back and went to chewing on him. That old dog that I called Jerry, he never barked a time. He never went with them. He, he knew that bear. Yeah. He knew that bear just as well as he could. Did those pups go? Those those big old pups? Go? Oh, yeah. They's, they's what caught him. Yeah. And little pups caught him. And then to tell you how excited I was about catching that bear, me and this other boy, it took us it took us a long time to load that bear in a pickup. Yeah. And when we loaded him in the pickup, after I got him loaded, I looked in there. There was two come-alongs laying in the bed of the pickup. <laughs> and we done it by hand, you know, and you can tell I was excited, you know. Caught that old bear that was killing them calves, you know. You know, it was in a September morning, you know, and, and now that dew is, you know, and you could see where he'd walk down through there. Oh, Something yeah. had walked, yeah. you know, and I knew it was that bear because there was one of the calf carcasses right there. But that old dog wouldn't go, so I wasn't going to let him go. But it worked out fine that day. Did y'all eat, did y'all eat any of the bears? No. Don't eat them? I don't eat them. I tell you what, I, I've tried to eat two or three of them, and... Now, we got a friend in Albuquerque that comes down here and hunts bear, and he makes some sausage and stuff that the wife and them say it's good, but I don't eat it. <laughs> I tell you, I've seen too much of what they eat. Yeah. The more I eat it, the, <laughs> the bigger it gets, you know. <laughs> I caught it. I trailed at the same country there. I, I started a bear, and there'd been dead cow there, you know. Got up on that first saddle through there when the dogs about overtook him. Well, what had happened, them two old dogs that I traded Dale, they run off when I unloaded them. Well, they run off. We went way up the canyon before I could get them back. And everyone, when I got, by the time I got back, that bear had came into that cow. It wasn't there when I left. And so I put them dogs, of course, they just flew out after that bear there, but we rimmed around to the saddle up there, and there was a thing of maggots that wide, as far down that side as I could see, plumb over this side, and everything that side, and I just don't have the heart to eat them there, I'll tell you for sure. I'm adding a young one, it'd be all right, but not for me, you know. How about lion? Oh, I I don't mind lion at all. It's real real pretty clean meat. Oh, yeah, it looks like pork, you know, I, I don't mind lion at all. If you like eating the cat, I don't. That don't bother me. But I don't know. I hear every, you know, hear all those stories about those guys killing bears, and then they can the meat. Say that it's a, it's a lot better if you can it. Anything could be better. I, I'm like you. <laughs> yeah. Now, lion, because they they kill most of what they eat, you know, and yeah. fresh. I don't mind eating one of them. What do they call them? Fondue or something like that where yeah. you, everybody's at the table and oh, they yeah, all yeah. bring different kind of meat and you cook it on a little stick over the table. I never knew anything about that till I went over there. This lady from New Zealand said, y'all bring two or three kinds of meat. Well, I happen to have some lion and I had some oryx and I don't know what else I had, but I took that. And they eat that lion, all of them pretty good, you know. And like I ate lion when I was right here in Winston. Uh, guy who had the, the he trained cutting horses, and I came down. My dad was friends with him. Butch, was his name Butch? Butch Russell. Was it Butch Russell had that place there? Was he on that place that ranch? Oh, probably. 
I know who you're talking about from Florida. The he went ended up going down to Florida. Yeah, because yeah. it the he worked for the Adams there. The yeah. Adams had them Brayford cattle, and he trained them cutting horses. Yeah, my dad was buddies with him, and I they invited me up there, and I went up there, and we deer hunted, and then we stayed right there in, in a little camper trailer, and we ate dinner with them and everything. They fed me lion one time, and I didn't know what it was, and of course I guessed everything in the world. They told us to guess, and finally they told us it was lion. Yeah. I liked it. It was good. Then they yeah. gave me a big old thing of, of meat that they had jerked, you know, made jerky out of that was lion. Did a, we, I was camped over at Hermosa one time uh, trapping, and uh, I was catching a few bobcat. They had a, a boy there. He wanted every bobcat I got, and so he he kept them, and he put jerky. He made jerky out of them. Had them on the clothesline, and and he'd eat those. He'd jerk those bobcat. If a bobcat was the size of a lion, he'd eat people. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Her and I were building trail one day, and uh, I kept hearing this bird coming along on the side there, following it. And and I knew what it was. She didn't. I knew what it was. It was a lion. You know, following us down through Jerking. the. Huh? Chirping? Kind of chirping, yeah. yeah. And he was following us along there. And she kept, what's that, honey? What is that? I said, I don't know. Uh, I kept telling it. Finally, this friend of ours up here had a pet one that sounded just like it, you know. And I, I finally got her down close to the pickup. And I said, remember Tommy's line? And she said, oh, hey, that is what that <laughs> is, isn't it? And I said, yeah, that's what it was. We never did see it. And then another time I was hunting over there with that, you that walker dog that's in that picture there that I didn't it was that boy and I went over there and we were trailing down one ridge and this line was going down the other ridge you could hear him he was chirping at that dog all the time really? that dog was bellering and he was chirping at that line I told I said you want to go over there and trail that line and he said no no I said don't I said well that's what it is I said you'll get a fresh track there if you want to go oh. but we didn't go we went the next day and seen his track where he'd come down to there. Is that a tom yeah. that chirp like that too, or a female, or? You know? I don't know. The ones I've heard, I don't know about them. But uh, this one up here was a fit tom. They, one he had as a pet, it was its big old tom, and it had chirp like that. Or a whistle, or what? what yeah, it? something like that. It looks sound like a bird gun. Yeah, I've heard that. Or I haven't heard. I might have heard it, but didn't recognize yeah. it. But I've heard people talk about yeah. it. Yeah. I've and there's a video that I've heard it quite a bit. Yeah. There's a video online of one. Yeah. They got those trail cameras that'll video yeah. and, and there's one that's chirping that's that's sort of making that noise. Mm -hmm. You know what I heard in the mountains one day and I heard something ball and it was way up in the rough in the bluffs and there wasn't no cattle up there and I believe that was a bear, ball like a yearling. Have you ever heard of bear? Yeah. 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 And they, it, where it was at, there wasn't no cattle going yeah, to be. Yeah, the bear, I bet you. Yeah. yeah. The north what, do you think of, his, what do you think that meant? What do you think he was? I don't know. I had dogs and I was down below. I was on the north end of the Magdalena's there behind Claude Wallace's cutting across. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't no cow sign in there. And the way up there, I, I stopped in the saddle and I heard this. Sound like a yearling ball is what yep. it said. Uh, I've heard it. I bet, I don't know what they do that for, but maybe wanting mama or yeah. something. Does it sound know? like a cat? Mm. Well. Yeah. Hmm. You hear a lot of things when yeah. you're out there. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, that forest of allotment of ours, I used to ride up there all the time, you know. Man, you heard everything, yeah. you know. You wouldn't, a lot of things you wouldn't know what was, you know. 
Well, were the javelina always in this country? No. Clay? No. They, they migrated later, mm -hmm. though, didn't they? The first one I killed, I can't remember what year it was, but anyway, they migrated in. Yeah. They, I think we had too much snow then. Yeah. You know, they, right. it'll kill them, you know. Yeah. And I see these caves. There's little caves over there in yeah. Wahoo that go back in, say, five or yeah. ten feet. Man, that's full of pig shit, you know. Yeah. I know they do that in the winter or something. They get trying to stay warm. I don't know what they're doing. I've had trouble with my dogs in Havelina. That old... Dog got red one there, that Seidel dog. Yeah. Oh, he loved to run a fight a javelina. Jeez. Come in, you know, try to get him off of them in them holes. and sit. Oh, he loved them. Yeah. The others, Sam never did bother him much, you know. <clears throat> it's kind of like Mike Rudolph said. He said, you're not a houndsman until you've caught everything on the mountain, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, what is there? Oh, that's fine. I believe it. One winter, I got to catching them ring-tailed cats over there on the north end of the Magdalena Mountains, and I tell you what, they're at in them little gray oaks that grow in the bottom of the canyon. Most of them holler. And them ring-tailed cats would be in there looking out a knot hole like that, and they'll fuss like a oh, cone. Yeah. And you get talk those about dogs, wild, dogs, wild. dogs <laughs> and try to get a bunch of dogs away from there and him in there squalling. I caught three one winter. I didn't. They treat him. I saw one of them stick his head out, you know. But I ain't seen many lately. Another time I tell you about. Roy Dean was over there by himself hunting, and he had had the dog, and he caught a lion. And uh, he come back telling Daryl and I. He said, "Well, I had to leave, and I can't remember the dog's name." It's, and uh, he said, "We left him over there." I said, "Why did you leave him?" Well, he got out on this rock hmm. and said, we don't know how he got out there or anything else, and said, uh, he can't get off, and said, it's 100 foot straight hmm. off any direction. And I said, gee, well, what did he do? He said, well, I started to shoot him. He said, because I couldn't get him. So Annalie and I and Daryl and his wife, we loaded up the next morning, and I took three or four big ropes, and we went over there, and I... I had a harness and things, and I put Daryl on that harness, and I got up there above on a pinion tree, yeah. and I gave him enough rope, and I swung him out around that, oh, way oh. out there, 100 foot over there, and he, I swung him out around, and he got that dog, got on that rock with the dog. Rock, rock wasn't near as big as this, and I don't know how he stayed there all night on it. Yeah. and. Uh, Daryl got the dog, put a rope around his middle and his neck, and and then swung him back, and I undone him. And then Daryl tied himself back on, and I swung him back Ooh. and pulled him back Ooh. out of there. I don't even like to hear them. And they, did, and they didn't even get the line, so I run. I went around and where they'd shot the line off, I went down and got it and backed it back out and hunt it in because they didn't even bring the guy's line out because he went off the bar when they shot him. And anyway, but that was the worst place I've ever had a dog that he stayed alive, you know. Yeah. That gone dog wasn't two or three months till lightning hit him, hit their water or something there on the chain and oh, killed no. him by lightning. No. Yeah. Huh. When you were line hunting, you were going to take off. If you, I mean, how many days do you think it'd take to to hit a good line track, a catchable somewhere, catch a lion? 
back then it'd take quite a while, geez, four or five days probably. Four or five days. Now I don't think it would. I think you'd get on line track a lot. So. I think so. But I don't yeah, depending know. on the conditions, yeah, whether you yeah. catch him or not. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Clay, I was going to ask you, <clears throat> I trail some lines, and if you start a track, say, 8, 8.30, and I don't know, I always say that, that the, the track just dissipates or something. You do pretty good to about 11, 11, 30, 12, and then it'll start just playing out on you. Mm-hmm. And I always say that that track is fading out and people say, oh, you don't have enough dogs. But that's not it. No. I think it's the conditions, don't you? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, it ain't the dogs. Yeah. Because no. you're, you know, I always go over this theory. If you start this track at 8.30 and you trail it that far, now you're closer to the line. You ought to be able to, you ought to be able to be picking it up. But, you know, I know that once the dog gets hot and starts breathing through his mouth, he le- he loses his ability to trail. Do you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, and then another thing about that thing, if there's any moisture at all in that ground, right. that's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I always com- compare a line track to a, like a ember, a dying ember out there. Anything that would affect that ember, whether it be wind or rain, also affect that track. Exactly, yeah. That's my sounds, Yeah, sounds good. And uh, I don't know, there's so much of that scenting. I, I can't figure it out. I think there's so many variables play into it. I do know one thing. One of those mornings where it stays cloudy, a good heavy cloud cover, you can do a lot better trailing than trailing. As long as it don't evaporate, right. starts evaporating. As soon as that sun hits out, and, and that happens on the east side of the mountains I hunt on, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, by sunup, the wind's done struck the wind, and sun's done hit that track. And... <clears throat> And I'll be trailing pretty good in the canyon and start up, go across one of them openings where it's just a grassy, and they just go out there and you just see it dying in front of them. And that's why when you go to a saddle, yeah, you might as well just, when you get to that saddle, even if you haven't found a line track, you might as well just camp there for a minute yeah. and give them dogs plenty of room to right. time because through them saddles, they're hard to pick up, you yeah. know, and everything. And, boy, just just camp there for a minute. Yeah. Let them old dogs work around you know, and go off kind of under the sides and things because right through that saddle, you might not find them. And I'll tell you something else I got to tell you. You go up them canyons early in the wintertime and they're frosted down, I think them tracks were frosted down. I had a female, and she just died. I called her Lisa. And she wouldn't hunt the bottom of them canyons. She'd get up on the side, kind of even weave where the sun was hitting it. She'd start to track up there because I believe those tracks were frosted down with that frost. In no, I, I started a big male line up here. Sam started it, and he could trail it a little bit under a tree. And boy, he wouldn't leave, and he wouldn't leave. And finally, I called him off, and we went way on up above there, way up there. We hit that track way up there and started right back down where we'd come up through. And uh, it had gotten a little warmer then, yeah. you know. I think that track was frosted up all yeah. the way to there. I decided it was. Yeah. And... Uh, when he, when we got down there to where we'd started it, Ricky trail right through Sam was wanting to trail that morning. Right. You know, I know same track, but right. it was that old canyon was really cold that right. morning, you yeah. know, and things. I think it frosted it. And 
we so went it, like frozen in, and then after it starts to thaw, then you can trail it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it walked, and it frosts on top of it, mm-hmm. and it freezes. Yeah. And to me, that's a froze-down track. Yeah. Right. And there's nothing there till this frost layer begins to evaporate. Mm. Yep. Like I don't know. Fish, I, you can't smell frozen fish. Yeah. Then when that fish thaws out, you can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. There's much of this I don't. The more I hunt, the less I know, Clay. Yeah, I know, me no, too. Geez, I know. I, and I'm terrible. You know. I've been accused of being trying to analyze things too much. I always try to figure it out. And I quit making up excuses anymore. I just, people ask me, well, Jim, did you catch anything that... Dan, I said, no, I didn't catch nothing. Well, why didn't you? I said, I don't know. Go talk to them dogs. I just don't know. Yeah. I, you know, it's kind of like old Pat Wantland, a friend of ours, always said, said, if it's going to happen, it'll happen. If it don't, it won't. You know, that's the way it is. He said he and Dale was hunting one day. He was with Dale, and Dale had a client. He was going up the canyon, and them old dogs was scraping something. They balling, running around there balling. And Dale had a client with him. His client, Dale just got off and sat, sitting on a rock over there, leaned up against the tree. His client said, Mr. Lee, tell me what's happening. What's going on? I said, oh, Dale directly looked up and said, hell, I wish I knew. I'd tell you. But he said, we might wait around here 20 or 30 minutes and see if something happens. And he said, directly, they got it figured out, trailed up over a ridge and treated a big old Tom, you know. And, but I'm off. I'm of a theory. You are, you always are give a dog a lot of a lot of time. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's always been my. I know it's been mine. I just get impatient. I think I'm missing out. You know. I think well, that lion's over that hill. We can hit that track a little better. You know, and just mess with the dogs. You yeah. know, and say, hey, come on, let's go over here. And I think that's I've made mistakes like yeah. that. You know. Well, I know Herschel Duelter, he did, because he, yeah. he was impatient. He's so bad, you yeah, know. Daryl was, too, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, I had a friend that Dwayne Day hunted a lot with Bud, and he said he was down there by springtime hunting, and there's camp down there at the camp, at springtime campground. Ned trailed a big old tom, and he'd come out on a ridge, and he'd got up in the evening, and the dogs come out on this ridge, and... and Old Bud just got off his horse and leaned up against a tree over there. And Dwayne was impatient. He was running around looking. He went over and picked old Bud's hat up and said, Bud, ain't you going to help these dogs? Said old Bud looked at it, up at him. He said, if I could smell that damn line track, I wouldn't have these dogs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah if I could smell it, I wouldn't even have these dogs. What amazes me is some of these guys... Uh, they can leave town and go to the mountains and trail two lines, and I can go ride four or five days in that same area and never get a bark, you know. Yeah, that's the way. I shouldn't say this, but that's the way when Pat brought his dog over yeah. there. We went up there. Pat hit a line track right away. Trailed it a long time. <laughs> Wasn't no line, yeah. but I I never said nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? He run it across the canyon and then some rocks over there and then but it wasn't no line but I, I that's why he'd tell me what how he was running that line and we were sitting there watching everything you know it wasn't no line what happened to me two different times I'm going along here and I y'all probably had it too a coyote start barking at yeah. you or something coming along with your dog yeah and uh, I'm watching over there on the other side of the mountain over there and uh, I noticed Roosevelt, he just cut easing over this way, <laughs> like that, you know, and I 
some of them said, what's he doing? I said, let's wait and see. Boy, he got over there fairly close to that coyote. And boy, he broke a run. He caught that coyote, you know. Oh, and, oh he killed him right there. You know, he's done it twice, Roosevelt. He knows how to do it, you know. <laughs> and, and Roosevelt and Hobo, we got up there on the flats up there. And... Uh, Dang, they got away from me one day there, and I know they were running a coyote, but I and I, <clears throat> but I didn't. Then I lost them that day. I went back for three evenings. I'd get up on some of them ridges, and I could hear them running down there. Oh. I know they were running coyotes. I know they were. Them suckers. I finally caught them, you know. But gee, I, I know they were running coyotes. I just know they were. They wasn't running no. Line or bear down yeah. there, you know. I know they were running coyotes. Oh, yeah. Them suckers, but they were they were pretty tough dogs, yeah. you know. They, boy, they were mean, you know. Home, the two of them got in a fight one day, and I don't remember even which two. I don't think it was though. Boy, Homer jumped in there, going to separate them. I said, Homer, you can leave them alone. I said, they'll hurt you. Just a minute, the blood started flying, you know, and everything. Homer, uh, 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 now I see. What you mean, Clay? Them old dogs were tough, you know. Blood. Did you ever hunt with old Knothead of his? Yeah, quite a bit. He's a pretty good old dog. He's a pretty good old dog, yeah. He was. was he kin to those dogs years? Oh, yeah. He's out of Hobo. He was out of Hobo. Yeah, he was out of Hobo. Hey, they were, that female that we bred, Knothead was one of them. Oh, okay. He's one of them pups. Yep. Now, that's the one that Pat's dog was. Old Dempsey was a brother, brother to him. Yeah. yeah they were. Yep. Did you ever hunt with old Dempsey? Was he as just as that time wicked as Pat let him out, made him out? I mean, you know, but Pat would embellish the truth a little bit sometimes. He'd kind of stretch it out. Yeah. Or oh, you don't think so? <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. He's he's not with us anymore. No, no. Oh, he loved to talk about it. That's yeah. Pat. That was Pat's main thing. He, he knew all them old dogs' names. He knew all that. that had, he told me that had stuck in his mind like putting on his pants, just the lineage of those old dogs. That old pilot dog of, of Dale and Clell's is so wild, he could tell you what dogs he was out of. Exactly. He Dale and them didn't raise old pilot. He come from somebody else over there. Yeah. And Pat could tell you the male and the female. And old pilot's been dead for was a long time. 70 years. Yeah. I was supposed to go talk to Pat. I had, yeah. I got phone messages. Well, so, Pat or Dan sure would have talked to him. Yeah, he was looking forward to He's it. He's a I, good talker. I guess excited about it. And then I got those bad news. That's terrible. Now, JR claimed, and I didn't, you know, we said this. They said that one of those dogs that, that Dale Lee had, that he was real high on, and in the book, he talks about finding a dog on the highway there by Hatch. Yeah. And he ended up being a really good lion hound. And JR claims that was his dog. Yeah. And Jr. told me, he said, that, you know, that was my dog. I know that was my dog. They picked him up. Right. And then I didn't really think much of it until I went to Jr.'s funeral. And they talked about how Jr. always hunted coons down on the river right by Hatch. Yeah. And so it's plausible, you know, that it could have been. They said they found that dog walking down the interstate there or down the highway. My dad, he sold his dogs to Ernest and them. When he quit hunting, 
he had a crippled spotted dog and he had an old dog he called Brownie and a little dog he called Jerry. Jerry went to South America. We, I wished I'd have kept the letters. I don't have them. Well, Ernest told him, said that little Jerry's as good a tigre dog as we've ever had, you know, and said, oh, Brownie, we love him because said, if the track's so many hours old, Brownie won't trail it. <laughs> said, if Brownie trails it, you know you're liable to catch it, he yeah. said. <laughs> they didn't say nothing about the little crippled spotted dog. Ernest, the one that got killed? No, Ernest was the older brother. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Ernest was, he's really the brains of the yeah. hunting deal there for years and years and oh, years. Okay. Yeah. All the letters that I have and things is from Ernest, you know, and things. Dale and Clell, I think they were younger. I think they were just the hunters. You know, Ernest was getting the dogs and giving them, you know, letting them take them and hunt them and see what they were. Anything else you want to tell the the hound hunting world? No, I guess not. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like to talk when I find this, if I can think of the stories. Oh, it's been good. Well, we sure appreciate really, it, yeah. Clay. Yeah. To me, you're an icon in the West. I mean, you're the last of the true hound. You know, I've always figured you was a, a true houndsman. Okay? Oh, you knew dogs, and you knew what made dogs tick, I think, you know. And I told Emily, I've never been good at nothing, but I did have some good dogs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I love them. I mean, trailing them lines. Yeah. And you know the thing that... and. They all kind of laugh at me and everything, but I had a photographic memory. Okay, if if you tell me there's a tree over there and you should describe it to me, then I see it where I've been. I've had that all my life. I can go back to that place forever, you know, really? for a long... Oh, yeah. I got a photographic memory. Words and letters don't mean nothing to me, but I've, a tree or anything or that country, a trail where I've been... I sit there, and if you say something about it, I see it right there in front of me. Really? Yes, wow. sir. I see it. I've had that all my life. Them guys ask me, "Well, how do you, how do you know where where we're at and everything?" I said, "I don't know. I just know." Yeah. And you know, yeah. I can tell. And that's way I've had that photographic memory of the country all my yeah. life. Yeah. I've come in handy back in this oh, country. Yeah. Years well, ago. we didn't have anything. No GPS. No, you know, and I, I had that all my life, you know, and I don't know how or why, but it's been here. It's yeah. part of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dale and I caught that line. Mm-hmm. I bet I could go right back to it today. Wow. The way we rode right into it, to it there, you, you know. That, yeah, that that thing. That's a funny country. Uh, where we treated this line is right on top of a, uh, and there's a big bluff there, and that line kind of went up against that bluff. He was just on a rock, just a little indention. The dogs could get right to it. And uh, Dale, when he just got there, he sent me off after another dog or something. And when when I got there, he had Roosevelt right up in his arms, and, and that, he had a big black and white spotted dog that he had for two or three years. He was a fair dog, but he wasn't nothing special. And I don't remember. He would trail a line and things, and Dale used him. And uh, then Dale, had, this boy was going to shoot him with a pistol. And then uh, Dale and Herschel Downs was there. Yeah. And they got them dogs back and tied them back. And, and uh, 
that boy got down there pretty close right to that line. I'd had to climb out there and get a lot of some of the help them get the dog. We had a few dogs. And uh, as soon as that boy shot that line, that line went off, you know, a long way. And so Dale, he just sat there. He said, Clay, if you'll take and go that way so far and come back on that ledge and kick that line off the next ledge, five of these ledges to the bottom <laughs> and half a mile or more oh. to the other. And I had to do every one of them. And the ledges wasn't no wider than than this. But I'd have to walk back around that ledge and kick the line off. And Dale sat up there and held every one of them dogs until I he seen me in the bottom of that with that line. Yeah. Well, that young boy, he he went with me. and But I kicked that line off, and I'd have to go and do it every one of them. But they stayed there and hold it, held them dogs. He said, we're going to hold them, and they did. I didn't never think about them holding them that long, yeah. you know, but could they the, must have held them yeah. two hours or more. I, I guess the dogs could have trailed you around and got to the... Yeah. And then you'd had some dogs probably hung up on well, ledges. Probably. Probably, yeah. But he held them the whole time while I got them. And then we got them to the bottom. And he hollered, and I said, yeah, I'm to the bottom, way down there. And so he then he got on his horse and mules and come around. Did they bring yours to you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they brought them around there. Now, how many dogs did y'all like to hunt at a time, or did you like to hunt at a time? Yeah. Many as you had? Many as I had. No, I... I like five to seven. I, like, I don't know why. I liked an off number. Yeah. I don't know why. That's just something yeah. in here. That has nothing to do with anything. That's just something. I like five, seven, nine. Yeah. We, me and the Weldy boys hunted 13 a lot of times. Yeah. We'd leave them in the morning with 13 hounds a lot of times. Really? Yeah. They had, each one of them had so many, you know, and I'd usually take three or four. How, how many days in a row could you hunt some of the better-footed dogs? I mean, heard you say nine. You had nine days on, on some dogs before. Yeah. They had to be pretty good-footed. Well, they were, well, that burned boogers, <laughs> they were, they'd been used. Yeah. <laughs> they were, their feet were hard. Yeah. <laughs> we hunted summer and winter, too, you know. We hunted probably more in the summer and spring than we did <clears throat> any time. We really liked to run them old big boar bear when they first come out. You know, they say their feet are tender. Yeah, we like to run them in. That, yeah. Do you how about the heat? Did it get to your dogs bad or? Not too bad. To, no. with the, we tried to do it. You know, we didn't do it. Like the way days have been here, we wouldn't go them days. You know? Yeah. No, we wouldn't go none of them. And I heard you, and I've heard about him, Herschel Downs. Who is that? I've heard lots about him. The Herschel Downs, he lives on the blue. He had a ranch on the blue down there right below Clell and Catherine down there. Oh, okay. It is a real good friend to... to Dale. Dale, Dale and him hunted a lot. They had their mule races. They bet $10. You probably heard the story mm-hmm. of, the, of the mule race where old Dale throwed his rope out in front of old <laughs> yeah. Herschel's mule. Yeah. They're always arguing over them mules, you know. Oh, <laughs> old Dale get his rope down, flip old Wimpy. He said, Herschel, what are you doing? He said, I'm just telling old Wimpy we're going to run. <laughs> <laughs> 
Spencer, Ken Ralston. He owned the Slash and the Luera and a bunch of them. And three or four years in a row, I'd set up a big bear hunt, and he'd get all these bankers and things from Texas. He'd bring three or four or five of them out there. And I'd get Bud and them and all their dogs and everything. We'd have a big old camp and, and bear hunt for three or four days or a week, you know. And, oh, wow. Yeah. We caught three big bear and a bobcat one year. That was our best year. Mm-hmm. They got I got somewhere in there they wrote stories of these things in there. No kidding. Yeah, some of them. Had. But they caught we caught three big bear one year there. That one big bear. I had one of those hunters with me. We went up one side of Elk Mountain and we started that bear down there. Them boys all went the other way and they had all these bankers with them and Ken Ralston and them. And I, they come right up and them dogs overtook that bear. Man, you could hear dogs screaming and a hollering and boy, that bear was fighting them dogs pretty heavy. And, uh, and it's open right there and, and these guys are all coming over the ridge like this and they're kind of like Cox's army all of them squared out like that well here comes this bear and the dogs right up this side well Daryl he jumps off with his horse and that horse is afraid of a gun and she just throwed him away out there Roy Dean he grabbed one of them hunters gun and loaded it and handed it to him they shot about three shots at that bear, <laughs> wounded him right there a little bit. Then the bear come right back down towards me, and I'm on the other side, me and this other hunter, and I'm watching all of this. And that, that uh, he done whooped most of them dogs back, but he hadn't whooped that old major dog of mine back. Old major come by him, and he grabbed that bear by the ass, and he'd jerk like that, and then he'd just run on down there, and he'd come <laughs> back, and he'd make a big circle, get above him, and he'd come back, and he'd hit that bear in the ass again, jerk that bear. Old bear just roared just loud as he could, and roared just loud as he could, and do the same, and chase him again, and he'd come around, and Daryl, he got on his horse and headed down the ridge. Well, he run through between two a rock and a tree, knocked Daryl off and down oh, there. No. And damn, he's laying over there. I'm across the canyon, that bear, that wounded bear going around. I'm on this other side. Now, finally, I hollered, Daryl, Daryl, get your ass up and get down there and kill that bear. <laughs> and boy, he got up and got on his horse and went off down there and killed the bear. And the boy, Slay said, I don't think I'd ever got up yet and hollered at <laughs> <laughs> we had a big old wreck there. That was a good time there. Have you, have you had many bears or lions get after you at all? Or no. Never? No. No. I've had two lions that I thought would get after you if you if you did. that. There was a lion on the other side of the mountain here. Somebody called me, and I can't remember who it was. Or shit word, because they didn't call. Said, there's three lions coming y'all's way. And said one of them killed three dogs yesterday. Oh wow! And I said, "Gee, I don't. Maybe I don't want that line, you know." But anyway, we went up there. We were working cattle, and all of a sudden, we seen this calf killed by a line. And that's the one I think I told you that hobo run up the hill and bluff and oh, come okay. down treed right back. Well, uh, so the next day we started up there, and there's a line track coming down the road. So we run back down here and got our dogs and went back up there and put the dogs on the line track. Went up on the side of the hill up there about 
oh, a half a mile, the damn male line had killed that female that we were trailing. Oh, wow. He killed her right there and, mm. and started eating on Well, a bunch of our dogs stopped right there. And then two or three of them, four of them went on. So we went on. We were riding along there. I was in the leads, riding along there, and there's this line sitting in a bush right there. Dogs were coming. Some of them, some of them stayed with that other line. And all of a sudden, that line's there, and boy, he's, we have Herbie Alsop. He was a young kid then. That line kept looking at that kid. He didn't bother me or some of the others, and I didn't have a gun. None of us had a gun except Roy Dean. And uh, I boy, that old line was just, I thought he was going to jump on that kid, you know. And about that time, Roy Dean rode up. I said, Roy Dean, shoot that line. said, he's going to jump on this kid. Roy Dean just got his gun out and shot him off his horse. And uh, about the time he shot him, the, that old Jerry dog of mine hit that line. And, uh, he'd have killed my dog if he, because it's the same line that killed the other dog. Yeah, I bet it was. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, but he'd have killed my dog if he hadn't, mm. probably. I really enjoy coming out here and listening to your story. I know what you say is going to be true. You know. I just don't know where all this is going to wind up in the world situation. You know, I've got my my opinions. You know, I'm, it's kind of a sad thing to say. But, you know, I'm kind of glad my race is about where I. Yeah, I, I think we lived in the best of it. We did. We lived in the best era. That's what my dad says. We did. We hope you guys enjoyed these stories from Clay Henderson and Jim Farmer, but there's more content if you guys would like to put faces to names. Make sure to go check out Brett over at Born 100 Years Too Late. He's got the video footage of this interview, and he also has some bonus footage in there because we just flat couldn't fit it into the podcast. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure to go check Brett out at Born 100 Years Too Late, and we hope to see you back next time.